Hello and thanks for joining me, Adam Gratton, in this latest episode of the Potteroos podcast. Sad to say, it is also the last episode in this first series, but we're not going to let that get us down, as this time around we go up to Newcastle Underline to pay a visit to Castle Town Distillery, home of the Staffordshire Gin Company, as we chat to co-founder Jay Davies about what it takes to run a business that not just creates the drink, but also serves it up to the local community. And how, through its unique approach, has begun to build up a loyal community of its own. So, you know the drill. Grab yourself a chair by the table, or pull up a stool at the bar, and settle in for another episode of your Pottery's podcast as we visit Staffordshire Gin at the Castletown Distillery. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Joe. Thank you, Adam. So, so yeah, so um, we, you know, set in here, not open today, no. but it's, you know, getting, getting the ground here, it is um, full of, you know, shy, polished uh, chrome and brass, and you've got the, we've got the distilling apparatus behind us, and this, that is all the heart of what's going into being Staffordshire, making Staffordshire Gin what it is. So, how did you decide on setting this well, business up? Uh, we started the oh. Staffordshire Gin Company in 2018, and um, at the beginning of that year, we, we just started on a journey. Claire saying, "Oh, you know, I, I want to make some gin and." Uh, we we went through the, the licensing and stuff to do that and, and we started off with just a, a, our original three bottles of gin and we were supplying uh, you know places all over the country really um, a lot of farm shops and delis and uh, independent pubs and uh, that's kind of how it started and then uh, 2019 we went through a rebrand and we were always getting people contacting us saying you know can we come and see your distillery can we come for a tour and whatnot and we you know the place we were working from wasn't suitable to accommodate the public at that point so we uh, said well you know let's look around for a place where we can welcome people in uh, to see what we do and how we do it and that's how Castletown distillery came about so um, and it kind of just grew from there I mean we thought well you know, if we're just going to be serving three gins over the counter, we need to uh, serve more than just three gins. So we thought, well, let's get some really nice premium beers as well. And we've got some really nice spirits from friends at other distilleries um, uh, locally in the area. But, you know, uh, people who make premium, but honest and nice quality local stuff, I think, is where we, where we go with that. And so, you know, the availability of, of drinks in here, we do try and hit the craft market with some of the more obscure beers uh, that you, you're welcome to come and look at in the cellar if you want, but, and then what's, whatever's on. And um, I don't know, we, the, the place itself, we, we've got it designed so that we've got the small distillery over there, and we've got the 100 litre still uh, that makes rum, which is why we called this place Castletown Distillery rather than the Staffordshire Gin Company because, you know, at this point in time, we've got about 20 different drinks and we've just launched three really nice rums as well. Uh, so uh, we thought, well, the Staffordshire Gin Company making rum. So 
we've got the different brands. We've got the Grog Dog Rum, and we've got the Chocow, which is a collaboration actually with a local guy, okay. um, a guy called James Walter, who, who's, who makes really beautiful chocolate over in Fenton, and he's won you know awards all around the world for his chocolate. It's amazing. And he, he, he came over and uh, brought some of his roasted cacao that he buys from a farmer that he knows by name uh, from South America. So it's like direct trade, so it's even better than free, uh, like um, fair trade. So he gets his cacao, comes over, and we put it in the still, along with some other ingredients. And we made this gin that was nice, and then we sort of let it age a little bit and infuse for a while, and we came out with chocao. And as soon as that came out, it won two awards straight away. It was just, it was just a really nice drink. So we did Chocao, we did the Grog Dog, and then we do Staffordshire Gin. And, you know, the first drink we made here was a lime gin that we spelt L-Y-M-E after the town and yeah, after, after our heritage and all that. So that, that's, that's quite, I mean, that's for me, not knowing anything about the gin making yeah. trade, even in the distillery. Just to do that is an undertaking itself and setting up your own gin distillery company. Yeah, yeah. Then moving on to making rum, mm -hmm. making other other you know spirits as well, mm -hmm. and then opening a place like this. I mean, what's been the what was the drive to start that off? Why you know, why gin first of all? Why did you start then? How did that why do we start making gin? It's a for a while. There is no real solid story behind that other than we've both been very interested in alcohol. And um, uh, I tried making beer and it was, you know, you wouldn't drink it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we thought, oh, let's make some cider. So we raided my mum's apple trees and we were in the garage with a, uh, a piece of scaffold plank and a car jack trying to squeeze the juice out of these apples. And we ended up with about four bottles of flat stuff that was horrible. Uh, that's a rudimentary homemade strategy. <laughs> and then Claire makes uh, Claire makes really good hedgerow wine. She she you know and we, we had a damson tree, but it only had about fifteen damsons on, so it wasn't commercially viable. And um, Claire introduced me to gin because she's been drinking gin since you know she was probably legally able to. And um, yeah, just just to clarify, for people listening, Claire is mentioning your personal co-founder. Yeah, Claire Claire's the co-director of the company. So it was her, her really, her idea, and she, um, she said, you know, let's let's make some gin, and, and we had a go, and, and it was really good, you know. We were like, wow, this is something we can actually make, and I was interested at, from the flavour profile side of things. So, which botanicals go with which, and what works, and um, you know, but a lot of it has been trial and error, really, I guess, over the over the years. I mean, we've made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bottles now. Uh, well, thousands really, but um, sometimes we, we were saying that sometimes you make a bottle and you might sort of tweak the recipe and a bit more of this, a bit less of that, and it might take you know a few hundred bottles before you get it bang on, and then you go right, we'll leave that there now. We're not going to fiddle anymore. Um, but sometimes, like with the apple and caramel rum that, that we just brought out a few weeks ago, that was just right from the off. You know, it sparkles, it glitters, it's shiny, and it tastes beautiful it's not too sweet it was just like wow a hole in one with that's that really you know? you're talking about, yeah that's um, that that process and you look at the, the equipment that goes to making it's mm -hmm. everyone's blurring that you know, the, the that brewing side but with that almost like chemistry yeah you know, lab, it, lab side so you see you it see, is you can't see how it takes that development yeah you get what you want it sits about. virtually on the cusp of like art and science so yeah. there's a load of scientific stuff that um, we've researched and looked into and having an even better understanding of that probably wouldn't make us any better at what we do. So there are some things that are just too complex for us and we just like to put it down to magic. 
when, when the thing happens. Um, but, you know, ultimately, for, if people are interested in the process, in that room there, we've got five small stills. And people come along on a Saturday morning and we talk them through the process and help them, kind of hold their hand if you like, and help them choose botanicals and weigh them out. And we, we make the old-fashioned rye dough right. and we, put, we seal the still with a dough and then they make their own bottle and they go away with it. Through all the, 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 your, your website for they, they came to, to have a chat and it is, you know, it's, it's not just create stuff to sell it for the bar or sell you know, mm -hmm. wholesale, you, know, you are inviting people and giving people the opportunity to come in yeah. and learn about what it goes into making yeah. jail work or rum and, you know, and, and going on that, that journey and that yeah. processing to you know, create their own. They do and, and we've had some surprising results. I mean, a little while ago we had a couple come in and uh, he wanted to make um, he wanted to make a vodka, but he was like, wanted to be really woody. I was like, okay, right, unusual, but hey, go with it. <laughs> and he's putting cinnamon and cassia bark in and tonka bean and this, that, and the other. And it was kind of nice, and it came out at 39.7, if I remember rightly. And then his missus, who was with him, she, she wanted to make a Caribbean-style gin, so she's putting coconut and mango and pineapple and this and that. And it came out at 57 ABV. I was like, you're going to need quite a lot of tonic with that, my love, you know. <laughs> Well, the thing is that we, 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 we were thinking at the time, you know, if someone makes something that's really, really nice, uh, we were thinking, yeah, we could, we could like, you know, replicate it and put it behind the bar uh, and see how well it does, but, you know, it, We'd have to have the permission of the person, maybe, who made it. Um, we'll see. But it might be, might be a good idea for something to do in the future. And but, just, just give it a call in their Yeah, sure yeah, I'm sure they'd like it and send their friends down to drink my gin. Yeah, I think the thing is that you know, what we do do behind the bar is uh, we, we, we save, well, it, it's the cheapest way of, of drinking in here because we do this thing called stilted glass. So, you know, there's no bottlings, no labels, no stoppers. It's straight out of the still and into the, the jars there. So what happens is if we get feedback from people on those gins and the vodka and stuff that's in there, and the things that people like and they like a lot of, then we end up bottling it. And that's where the lime gin came from and the blackcurrant vodka. That they started off there and they did so well. We're thinking, oh, we'll bottle this. It's you have to get in the... The, the consumers, the customers, yeah. to sort of drive the direction the business goes in, which yeah, is what yeah. they're putting out there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty, you know, it's a shrewd idea, really, mm -hmm. rather than just creating a load of one flavour, a couple of flavours, and all just try and yeah. sell this. Because the thing is, it's really easy, you know, for us to, to make a different bottle of gin every day, you know, if we have the time. And so we will get people coming in and going, oh, have you got this gin and that gin? And we go, no, but we'll make it. It'll be on the bar next week, you know, yeah. and, and then we made it for you. There you go. And uh, yeah, we can do that. It's great. And, and it's like the interaction with the people and it makes people feel part of what's going on here. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you're drawing that audience in mm. closer to be mm. part of what mm. the, the, the whole, that community mm. you're creating. Like. Yeah, no, it's a great community. I mean, you know, that's what we set out to achieve in this place. I mean, you see that table there. The inspiration, and we haven't really had time to properly use it yet, but the idea for that come from the 18th century, from the coffee houses that they used to have. And they used to have talking tables. So if you were on your own web, you could just go and sit on the table and chat with the people on there. And it's a nice way of sort of, you know, meeting other people and being there. And that was the inspiration for the long table there. So people feel like they're in the bar, but they're not in the way. But, you know, we opened this in July last year. And we signed... We signed for the lease in February, 
And then a few days later, or a couple of weeks later it was, they started about t talking about closing pubs down. Mm. So we were, we were, we had, we, I, I'll tell you this story because I, I've told a lot of people and it, it's, it's absolutely true. That we were in here on a, it was a Tuesday morning, it was February, the end, get to the end of February, it was cold, wet, we got no water, no electricity, we'd done no decorating, the ceiling had fallen in, the place had been empty for five years. And they were talking about closing pubs down and we were thinking, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And we were sitting on the floor around here somewhere because we've got no furniture or anything in here. And then the phone rang and it was Newcastle Council uh, asking us if we could use our strong alcohol to make sanitizer for the bin men because the bin men were desperate for sanitizer. And we, were, we didn't know if we could with our specific license. So we did some uh, checking with HMRC and they approved us to denature alcohol. Uh, which is what you need to do. So we did that and then we took 25 litres round for the bin man and um, they posted it on Facebook and then the next, well, the next few days we just got contacted by DHL, Kia, Sainsbury's, Halfords, the AA. I mean, everybody wanted this sanitizer. So we actually spent, um, it was about six weeks, I think, doing, we did about two and a half thousand litres of the stuff and we were giving it away to the fire and the police and ambulance and stuff as well. We'd have the bobbies coming around for refills and stuff. It was like such a mad time. But ultimately, it, it meant that we could actually finish this place. And, you know, if it wasn't for that, I don't think we would have, get, it would get have even opened. That, that, yeah. that long lease and what mm -hmm. I to be able mm -hmm. to carry on with it. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It, and, and it wasn't it, the total negative, negative oh. aspect. No, it, I mean, it, it kind of saved the company, really, in a way, you know, at that point. Because obviously, when the pubs closed, uh, they stopped buying our gin, so that happened. I mean, yeah, we used to, we got more people buying buying gin through the web shop at that point, um, but not as many as, as the pubs were buying, you know. So, yeah, you know, it's it's been a, a really interesting few. Well, feels like a few years. I know it's probably it's not really, is it? But um, a long time anyway. Well, that's twelve months. And about several years itself. So we haven't actually experienced vertical drinking in here yet. So we're really looking forward to vertical drinking. We're looking forward to live music up that corner. We're going to do open mic on a Sunday afternoon in here, and you know some whiskey tasting evenings and things. And you know, well, you've got the, the small courtyard. That's in the weather's course. Yes. That other aspect and angle to it, doesn't it? Out there, it's a real sun trap. So yeah. sitting out there with a jug of sangria or a bottle of wine or whatever, on, any time after about two o'clock in the afternoon, it's like a sun trap. It's really nice. And we always have, you know, quite chilled music in here. It's, it gets a bit like Costa del Sol out there, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I it's think, nice. yeah, yeah, whatever travel restrictions or whatever's happening at the moment, it's meant to plug every year for that sort of yeah, environment yeah. atmosphere of the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. So what, um, you know, we're moving on to what, you know, towards the, End of the lockdown now. Everything starts to look, you know, getting, getting people around. You know, the, um, the tables and outside. What's that future planning looking like now? Is it just about just you know getting people in and just saving that sort of um, that nice balance of just yeah. experience now, or are there other plans for what's going on with it? Well, yeah, there are really. There's a bit of all that. I mean, we've been we've uh, <laughs> we've technically been. We've had this building for 16 months, but we've only traded and been open for four of those, which is really mad. There was three months last year we were open for, and we've just done a month this year. Um, but you know what? It's, it's great. We get, we, we get, we reckon over 90% of people who come here come back. 
and and we, we we couldn't believe it and we started looking through the the books and it was just like you see the same faces coming back with more people and we get really nice nice people in here um, um age group it doesn't really matter it's more of a the way that people are they're just like nice it's and pleasant like and the personality mm. and, the, and that social aspect yeah it's not necessarily about yeah. age it's just like you know just nice people who've got an appreciation of interesting nice beers and spirits and whatnot um so so the idea is yeah of course to spread the word really that we're here and, and to keep growing that uh, we're going to push the the distillery workshops a little harder so we teamed up with the Hilton and Stoke and we, we've got some offer just around the corner for people from further afield so they can come over stay in the Hilton for the night and, 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 and have a bit of an experience in there we've, we've also got a blending experience coming out so people can it's very fast like 15 minutes so people can come in they can literally blend their own flavor of gin or vodka and then take it back to their table with some garnishes and some mixers and like play with what they made. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. So you know you can go back and make a different one, a different flavour, yeah. and have another go, whatever. You know, and we've got all the shimmers and sparkles if you want, if that's your thing, and you want it, you want to make some kind of unicorn style gin. So we're looking forward to launching that and getting that going. Um, but in terms of future, yeah, I want to do some food, get some food wagons out the back. We're thinking about doing something for Oktoberfest and um, like the live music again. But, you know, yeah, just as the, as the town opens up, I think our opportunities will open up to uh, maximise uh, the fun in this place. I suppose one thing I would like to ask as well, anybody who's on the, on the podcast, um, yeah, you, it is about, the, it's about the, the business, it's about the community you build around you and the, the, the regulars in or mm-hmm. the experience, the, the, what, what you're offering. But for yourself, what's the appeal of doing what you do to you know, running this a distillery, working on having a, a bar mm-hmm. person? What what is well, the f- for, for me personally, like I, I don't really participate too much in the production now. Claire does all the production, she keeps all the records, she does all the production, she makes the drinks. I get involved in a little bit of taste testing when we do a lot of side-by-side stuff. <laughs> I know, people always laugh at that, don't they? I mean, I, I, I had to be prescribed antibiotics at the dentist a few weeks back, and he was going, you can't take drink alcohol with this. And I said, well, you know, have you got one that I can have alcohol with? He's like, no, can you not just stay off alcohol for a week? He's like, oh, it's, I have to drink for yeah, work. I mean, yeah, I have to drink for a <laughs> So, yeah, there was that. But... Um, so for me, uh, it's, it's the customers, really. I mean, the customers are the most important thing. And, you know, in this place, they're more important than the gin. Um, I've, I come from a, uh, I've always worked with people, really. I've worked with customers, I've worked with students. So uh, people, for me, are, are the most important thing. So uh, I often will wander around. I'm usually off duty on a Saturday night and I will just sort of smooch around and talk to people and chat. And, you know, that's what I get out of it. It's, it's great. I mean, for me, it's like, having my own bar that I can hang out in. Just to be honest, for a purely selfish reason, Living that's what I like. Yeah, it is, it's great. <laughs> yeah, completely selfless at <laughs> Yeah. So, as I think it's time to open up. How can people find out more about Staffordshire Gym, Castletown? Well, I mean, the, if you, if you uh, want to find out what's going on, I mean, we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook, it's at Staff's Gin or at Castletown Distillery. And you'll find us, you'll, you'll stay in touch with what's going on there. We've got um, a really uh, 
interesting weekend coming up on the 22nd, 23rd of July. That's our first birthday weekend. Right. And we've got a really big surprise for that weekend. So, yeah, get in touch with us. Stay on Sounds interesting. Follow our, follow our social and see what we're going to be doing that weekend. Fantastic. Well, it's been great coming along here today. It's, you Thank know, you. All the surroundings quality yeah, projects there, you can see it's all, all, all wrapped up and ready to go for when the punch start coming in. If you're looking for something different, uh, head towards Newcastle Underline where you can get a really top quality selection of gyms, rooms and a really warm welcome um, from the Staffordshire Gin Company and Castle Town Distillery. Thank you very much. Thanks Adam, cheers. Well, that's all for this episode, and indeed, the last in this first series of the Potteries podcast. But fear not, we're still going to be around on the community podcast, with plenty more plans and ideas coming up, as we look to support the local bar, pub, brewery, distillery sector around Stoke-on-Trent and Staffordshire. So make sure you're not a stranger and you keep up to date with all the local latest goings on in the hospitality sector around the region by visiting us on Facebook at The Community Pubcast, hopping over to Twitter where we are at Podcast, and should you yourself be or know of a pub, bar, brewery or distillery you'd like to feature on next series of The Potteries Podcast, then by all means get in touch at the community podcast at gmail.com and lastly all just left to say is a big thank you for all you have tuned in and supported us here at the community podcast over the past months also a big congratulations and thank you to all those pubs bars breweries distilleries who after opening up after this lockdown opened your doors and pumps to ourselves here at the community podcast so remember until next time drink responsibly stay safe and thanks for listening